Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? You know, last week we discussed building a safe place for your kids, and we learned that restrictions are tools, but it's really about the relationship. You know, technical monitoring and tips, those are all great tools, but they're really the second line of defense. They're our backup plan. The real goal in all of it, the first line of defense, is open communication. And again, open communication is that on-the-go, always talking about every subject with everyone in your family. It's hard to start if it seems like an unfamiliar idea, but trust me, once you create that safe place and you begin talking about everything in a calm, approachable manner, your kids will really start to open up, and that's what we're going after, that they feel like they can come to you for anything, you have a safe place with, um, within your family where they can do that, and you can talk about all these difficult subjects. It, it goes back to Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7. Talk with your kids about all these things when you're on the go, when you're getting up, when you're going to bed. These are key things that we have to do with our kids. So anytime you hear us talk about the relationship is more important or open communication, that's what we mean. We're not talking about let's everybody have a family meeting and sit on the couch and we're going to do a five-minute sex talk. That's not what this is. And so it's an on-the-go approach to open communication. Today we want to give you some technical tips. On this journey, it's really important for you to be in their online world. And we don't mean the helicopter parenting, looking over their shoulder. What we mean is understanding the things that they're into. I hear from parents all the time that say, oh, yeah, my kid has Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter and all these things. I don't even know about that stuff. That's not my generation. I have no idea how it works, but they know what they're doing. Wrong approach. We really need to understand where they're at, what they're into, and how it works. And I know that may be overwhelming because mm. it was to me at first. Me too. Here's what I want you to know. Kim I, Kim, and myself and the rest of the Next Talk team, we don't have technical backgrounds. We don't uh-huh. have – our degree is not in IT. And so when we talk about being in their online world, we're not talking about being a technical, savvy, know all the restrictions and all the background information. It's about, hey – you know, you're sitting at the kitchen island and your kid is on a social media and you sit down next to them and say, hey, will you show me how this works? Like, Mm -hmm. tell me, tell me how this works. Like, I have no clue. Kids love to show you how to do things, you know, from a young age. They love to feel like they're the one in charge. And this is a great tip when it comes to tech things, because they will learn it five times, if not 500 times faster than you, because that's the world that they're growing up in. So you can sit down with them, like Mandy said, and say, show me how to do this or how this works or how do I play this game? My kids love to show me how to play their games because they feel like they're the teacher. And so they get really excited when I'm into it and I'm understanding and being a part of something that they really care about. They're always one step ahead of us. Absolutely. Technology, they always will be because like Kim said, they're growing up in a world that is foreign to us, mm-hmm. but we have to learn it. We have to 
to be in it. We have to know what's going on. You know, if your kids are younger and they're not really into it yet, a great thing to do is have a mentor or a heads up mama is what we like to call them. And we'll do a show on how to build a tribe and how to build an inner circle. But really just a parent that can kind of walk you through this is coming. Yes. I had that in my life and it was such a gift. So when my daughter was in fourth or fifth grade, I had one of my heads up mama said, hey, Instagram, Snapchat, get ready because the next three years in middle school, this is what you're going to be hearing about. And so I got on those platforms in fourth and fifth grade. For me, you know, my daughter didn't, but I was learning those because I wanted to be educated. And I would actually go to lunch with one of my friends and say, tell me how this works. Like, I don't understand this. And they would show me also. So ask your kids, ask other parents. There are lots of resources that you can do to be in their online world. So one of the basics and one of the tips that we all need to look at doing is when you get out your phone, your tablet, or your device, we need to set restrictions. Again, this is the second line of defense, not the first, but it's still very important. We need to have those guidelines there to protect what our kids are able to access. So what you want to do in your phone is go to settings general, and then restrictions. When you get there, it's going to ask you for a four-digit passcode. Type something in that your kids don't know and that you don't tell them. It's so important to keep that a secret. And it's real easy to be cooking dinner and your kids are in the other room and they want to play their game and they say, they open up the iPad and they're like, what's the four-digit passcode? And your hands are dirty or whatever. It's important to keep that safe. Wash your hands and go put in the passcode. You have to stick to the guidelines that you set up. Okay, but here's what we want to tell you is that that restriction is important to set, but you can't set the restriction and then say hands off. It's no big deal. I don't have to talk to them about all these things because let me tell you a story. Restrictions are great for catching things that you're searching online for. So if you open up your Safari and you're Googling something, restrictions typically, not always, catch inappropriate content. However, if you're within an app, so for example, Instagram, you're within that app and you're scrolling through and you would click on maybe a hashtag or something that could take you to pornography and it would not catch it. The restrictions would not catch it because you're within an app. Restrictions don't work in an app. And what we want to explain to you about the hashtags, in case that's a new concept for you, is a hashtag is like a file for everything under that title. So if, let's say, Mandy was looking for hashtag next talk, everything that we've done that we have labeled hashtag next talk would be located there like a file where you can access it. So again, within an app, clicking on hashtags or looking through pictures or content is not going to be filtered by those restrictions you set up on your phone or tablet. So my daughter now is 13. She has her own phone and she has an Instagram account. It is a private account. Um, We monitor it well. We have we're going to tackle on a future show about how to implement social media in your family. And I'm going to walk you through the steps that we did that and Mm -hmm. set up the restrictions on that social media platform. But here's what I want to tell you. Her restrictions are set. I know the passcode. She does not know the passcode. And this is on her phone. This is on her phone. One time she came to me and I could tell something had gone wrong. The look. The look. (laughs) I could tell. And she said to me, Mom, I was scrolling through Instagram and there was a hashtag wedding gown. 
hashtag wedding gown and she just wanted to go see some cute dresses of course. some cute springy wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses when she clicked on it there was pornography mm. and i'm not talking about like a string bikini i'm talking about completely naked pornography mm. um so what i did to her i'm going to reference you know our last show the building a safe place i was in the process long enough that i knew i wanted to be crazy and i wanted to yank her <laughs> phone away and i wanted to say i hate instagram and i hate technology and you're never gonna yes. you're never gonna have technology again but i i had already learned that that was not the answer right and so I responded in a very calm manner and I took her phone and I set it on the counter and that was just secondary. I hugged her and I said, this is what I mean. This is the relationship that I want us to have so that when you see things online that it is bad for your heart and your mind that you can come to me and I'm not going to go ballistic. I'm not taking away Instagram from you because you didn't go seeking this. Right. But it was a very teachable moment, and I told her how proud I was of her. And then later, after I focused on my daughter and the relationship, later I took the phone into a private area of our house, and I reported it to Instagram. And there were not just one picture. I reported about 20 to 30 pictures that night of pornography under the hashtag wedding gowns. So, you know, that's a, a heads up for you that are getting just now getting phones you can talk to your kids about being careful about clicking on hashtags Mm -hmm. when they get older they're going to click on hashtags Mm -hmm. and so it's it goes back to that first line of defense of we've talked enough and they're they're going to have the personal online integrity to protect their own heart and mind and look away but we have to instill that in them very very young Absolutely. And, you know, talking about these restrictions that you set up and that being the second line of defense, it's very important on cell phone when you give that to your child. But let's rewind a little bit and just think about the house as a whole. Yeah. Because we don't have smartphones or cell phones for our kids. We have younger kids, you know, Next Talk Junior. And, but we do have streaming service. We yep. have um, Netflix, you know, there's Hulu, there's Amazon, there's so many options out there today. Then, of course, you know, there's gaming systems like Xbox, Wii U. You have your tablets. I mean, there's There's so many different things in your home where there is access available. So you need to uh, set the restrictions there, too. The way we learned about that in our household a few years back, my son was searching for a cartoon. Now, they have their own profile that's just supposed to be children's shows under their profile, which we were able to set up automatically when we joined the service. And he was searching for a show, and I noticed that adult shows were coming up under that search. Now, I don't mean pornographic, but they were shows that were inappropriate for his age. And that's when I said, hmm, let me see about the settings thing. So usually on things like, let's say, Netflix, you can go in to account and then parental controls, and you can choose the parameters for each of your accounts there based on age. Once you choose that, you can then set a four-digit passcode, again, that you don't want to give to your kids. No, this is not the number one and the only thing that you do. The relationship is the most important. But we do need to set those parameters to keep them safe from seeing things that they really don't need to be exposed to at a young age exactly and you know when you get a new cable package or whatever you renew a subscription you know or you get a new gaming system just google whatever it is because they're a little different for each one google how do i set parental controls for xbox one or whatever um you know we just renewed our cable package and i am so glad that i knew to set the parental controls because we got extra 
extra channels. They always do that. Like three months, yes, you get three everything months. under the sun. And then if you don't yeah. call them and cancel, yeah. then you're charged, you know, yes. a big wazoo of money. <laughs> and so I was scrolling through and oh my word, some of the channels and the names yes. of the movies. Yes. And so now that's all on restrictions and I've got it set up in the four digit code. But yes, that is a great technical, practical tip. Um, the other thing is, you know, we've set restrictions. Let me, let's talk about location services. Yes, absolutely. That's another one of those specific things that you need to walk through on your phones and tablets and devices. So that's under settings and then privacy and location services. You can turn that on. Now, here's what I want to tell you. You automatically think, well, I don't want anybody tracking my kid and knowing where they are at a certain time. And that's typically true. Like for instance, on my daughter's phone, Instagram location services off Mm -hmm. because I don't want anybody seeing anything that she posts on her timeline, even though she has only friends that she knows in real life following her. Sure. What if somebody slipped through? Yep. What if something accidentally got tapped and now we have a stranger following her? So again, it's just another line of defense. Mm -hmm. So um, we have those restrictions set for location services. I've got it turned off because I don't want anybody to be able to click on that picture and know the address where she is. Exactly. That's a scary thought. Yes. But on other apps... For example, like Find My Phone mm-hmm. or a tracking app. Mm-hmm. And so what if your kid loses their phone and you want to track it? For lo- those, you may want location services on. So for each app, you need to take the time to look at your phone or your tablet or device, and you need to decide specifically what needs to be on or off for location services. It's not, again, a blanket answer. You have to take the time to look through that. I know a lot of people who have the location services on to be able to track their child, to make sure they got, once they're driving especially, make sure they got to practice okay or school are okay or they're where they said they were going to be. But listen, when they get older, they know how to turn it off. Yes. You know, so that's why if you start really early and you're saying this is our guideline and this is how it is, they're more apt to follow through because it's just normal operating procedure, you know. And when they're older, you know, you, you can give them more more leeway if yes. they've proven that they can be trusted in the online world. I use this example in my book and one of my pastors used it, but I love it. It's a kite string illustration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when your kids can be trusted, you let the string out and you let them fly and you don't smother and you don't don't, you know, helicopter, those are never good things at any age. But especially as they're proving themselves worthy and they're having integrity in the online world, you can give them more freedom. Absolutely. That's such good advice because it's easy to operate out of fear with all of this because it's so unknown and so new to so many of us. But if we start the conversations young and if we set up these parameters and they know they have a safe place to talk with us through anything, It's okay. And you know, I love what you said about fear because here's the thing. Before I started open communication in our family, I was so afraid of everything that they were seeing and hearing online Mm -hmm. or hearing from their friends Mm because y'all know my story. I mean, Mm -hmm. my daughter didn't have a phone and she was told about a pornographic act. So, you know, I could tell that there was no defense here. Even not giving her a phone, she was still being exposed. Here's the thing I want you to hear from me now. Now that I have worked on the relationship and that was the first line of defense, Mm -hmm. I have no fear anymore about what they're seeing and hearing or what they're going to see online because they come home and ask me. Like we've created that environment for them. And it took years. I mean, we it took four years. And we're just now at the point where I feel like we are talking about everything. And I can't let my guard down now and think, you know, that something's slipping through the cracks. We got to keep talking. It's investing in that relationship. 
It's so important. That's really what all of these things that we will be talking to you about boil down to. The first line of defense, the most important thing is communication, open communication, and that relationship. No matter what the settings, no matter what the situation, that's what it comes down to. And if you're just now tuning in, welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the Next Talk? So we've been talking about setting up restrictions on your phone or your device or even through your streaming service like Netflix or your gaming device like Xbox or Wii U. That's super duper important. It is your second line of defense. Please set those things up. First line of defense, open communication. So let's say you do all of these things, you set all that up, and then you you can't say check and just let them go, obviously. You need to monitor these things. Yeah, and you know, I used to think that checking texts were enough. Like that's all I needed to do is scroll through, you know, we would do random phone checks mm-hmm. and check her text. No. Here's here's what I've learned. <laughs> it's <a> hard truth. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I've learned. Most kids communicate within apps. Yes. What do I mean by that? So Instagram has a feature called DM, direct messaging, and it's it's a texting app within Instagram. Again, we learned restrictions don't catch anything within apps. Most products on the market that are monitoring text and sending text to your phones are not catching those DMs. Um, Snapchat has a feature with inside it where you can actually talk. And so it's a text feature. Also, I want to tell you, if, if you check your kids' phones and you find some DMs and you're like, why is my kid not telling me about these DMs or whatever? First of all, remain calm. Mm-hmm. Go back. Maybe listen to our Safe Place show. You know, I always say when a, when a mom or a dad calls me freaked out about something they found on their phone, my first response to them is step away from the child, the device, and breathe. Like you need to just breathe for a minute because screaming and going off is just going to make a situation worse. Well, and they're not going to come to you again. Yeah. They're going to realize if I share these things or ask these questions or show my parents this, they're going to lose it. I'm going to lose my device and this is over. Yeah. So they will start hiding. Yeah. So what I want to say, if you, if you find some DMs or you find some snaps and you're like, oh my word, my kid is, listen, they, they may not be trying to hide anything from you. It is how they communicate. This is their world. world. You know, I love Snapchat because mm-hmm. I can take pictures and communicate with friends. It doesn't take up my phone storage. It doesn't, you know, I don't get this message. Your phone is full now. Yeah. Um, I can communicate within the Snapchat, like a text area. I love it. Think of Snapchat as, as the new texting. Mm-hmm. You know, texting's kind of old school now. It We're is. moving that fast. It is. Yeah. So if you have said, well, I've been che- te- checking my kid's phone and their text messages seem fine. You, you know what? It might be fine, but you're not really checking where they live which is within these apps. And so you need to do that. Yes, you need to be in their online world. But again, appropriately. You don't want to be that helicopter parent. You know, a good example, Mandy, I know that you are on your daughter's profile and you're Mm -hmm. seeing what she's doing and saying and talking about. Mm -hmm. But are you commenting all the time? No, no. Our personal rule is, look, I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to comment. If there's a picture that's kind of iffy that I don't know why she posted it or something she said, we have a conversation in person about it. I don't call her out in front of peers. Mm. 
It's embarrassing. It's yeah. embarrassing. I mean, like, I don't want to embarrass her in her online world. Think about um, the days of the dance. Oh, I mean, they're still yes. around. Mom or dad is a chaperone. It's fine if they're against the wall next to the plant. And, you know, you know they're there. Yes. You know they're watching. The presence is there. But if dad jumps on the dance floor and starts busting a move. To vanilla ice or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. It's humiliating and embarrassing. And you will never ever ask dad to chaperone the dance again or you just won't go to the dance you'll find another dance so the point being be there be a presence but do not embarrass your child and the same thing applies in their online world you know i don't want to call her out even if you know i follow lots of her friends and i'll see some of them using inappropriate language sometime i don't comment on them but we have a conversation about it later on i'll say hey did you see what so-and-so posts you know that's against our family guideline what do you think about that and one thing that i always come back to is we're all still learning Like if my kid is like, I unfollowed this person because they're posting this or, you know, I will say, well, I understand and I'm happy that you protected your heart and mind, but we're all still learning. You know, we don't want to become judgmental and jaded because we all still learning. We're trying to figure this out together. So we're talking about setting all these restrictions, whether on your phone or on your streaming device. But again, remember, that's not the only line of defense and things can get through. You know, I've seen many times on a game or an app where we have researched it, we've looked at it, it's appropriately age four Mm -hmm. plus, but then an ad or something happens that is not appropriate. So again, I expect and I am so thankful when my kids see something and they bring it to me and we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, that's a great tech tip in and of itself you know in the app store wherever you're getting your apps make sure the ages don't fully rely on that you know don't say oh it's four plus we can download it yeah because my kids have been exposed to the f word to suicide conversations in an f or in a four plus app yeah it's crazy so just have your guard up again it comes back to that you know those are all great tools and another thing that you can research but but be in their online world And make sure as you're setting these restrictions, you're explaining the why behind it. Mm -hmm. A junior explanation of that or example of that is, you know, we set up those Netflix restrictions. We looked at the TV and I showed my kids how to read the ratings. You know, you have Y for everyone, you have Y7, and then it goes up from there. So we talked to my son who is able to watch Y7 because he is almost eight. And talk to him about why those shows were appropriate for him because of the content, the material covered, even the sarcasm. Like, it's something that he can process. But that's not appropriate for his siblings because they're younger and they're only allowed to watch why. And it's been really cool to explain that to them and then to watch them hold each other accountable when they sit down all together and they're trying to choose a show to watch as a family or all of us. You know, I'll hear my son say, um, we can't watch that. That's why seven, you know, it's too young for you. Let's look for something else. And so they're learning from us so that they can not only take it on and do it when we're not around, but also to teach others and to share that information. You know, yes. And always explain the why behind it. You yes. know, like you said, this is just not appropriate for our heart and mind. And we want, once we get subject to this, we may start thinking about it. And, you know, if the violence is there and or whatever, yes. we don't want that in our heart and mind. You know, the why is so important because that builds the relationship, explaining we, the why. And when we're just saying no... And not explaining the why, they can't process that. They just feel like they've been shut down. Exactly. And, you know, I have a teenager, so I've got apps coming at me all day long. Mom, can I get this app? Mom, can I get this app? Because, you know, teens are on online. And when I don't allow an app, some things that we've 
tried to do is come up with a compromise. So we'll talk through it and I'll say, well, why do you want this app? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll ask them open-ended questions so they can kind of, I can get where they're coming from. We say, do you think this is a good idea? Like we want to hear from them. Exactly. And a lot of times I will say, well, I understand why you want it. I get it. All your friends are communicating. They're doing homework within Snapchat. Okay, I get this. Sure. Can we put it on my phone first and you use it? Yes. And then this is will be our compromise because I'll get to learn it. I can monitor it, but it's not on your phone yet where you're, you know, out there by yourself. Such a great tip. Just a great role playing. Just do it together. It's a good compromise. Make sure you set practical family guidelines. No screens behind closed doors. You check in your phone at bedtime. We have a charging station in our household where all devices and cell phones go when it's the appropriate time. It's a place that's not in your bedroom where it goes, where it's away from the table and all of those things. And we're actually going to cover that and a lot more guidelines to set up in our next show because we are going to tackle the question that we get asked the most. Mm. I cannot wait to share that with you. (laughs) And then give you practical tips on how we implemented it in my home and walked my teenager through it. For a wrap-up segment today, we want you to remember, number one, you don't have to be tech-savvy, but you do need to be in their online world. Number two, set restrictions, not just on cell phones. Look around your house. Look at your tablets. Look at your streaming device. Look at your gaming device. Take the time to set up the restrictions that are appropriate for each device and then keep that password safe. Number three, focus more on the relationship, not the restrictions. And we're going to come back to that theme all the time on our radio show because it's true you know setting restrictions getting the location services checking the ages on the apps all those things are great tools and we want to use them but that is not the first line of defense because we know that some of them don't work within apps we know things can slip through and we have to be prepared that we've instilled this integrity in our kids really getting them to listen to the holy spirit to guard their heart and mind and we've instilled that and then they feel so safe coming to us that we're not going to rip the device out of their hand and never let them have any technology again but we're going to remain calm because we built that safe place like we discussed last time thank you so much for joining us on next talk radio today with mandy and kim every saturday at 10 a.m on am 630 the word next talk radio is brought to you by next talk a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next talk.